0: get ready for and, and, and some jokes and,
1: some and this week's night. Night. the big blanket
2: podcast hello and welcome to the big blanket podcast aka the picture house at fact podcast coming to you from under a blanket in the projection cupboard and i am alex a projectionist here and i am joined with Michael, hello. How are you doing, everyone out there? And what you what do you do, Michael?
3: Oh, sorry, I thought you were asking <laughs> the audience. Uh, I I I tend to do the marketing around here.
2: Right, so first up, um, apologies that this has taken a while to get out, unfortunately we had some
3: hard drive issues, my computer, yeah. uh, my, my computer's hard drive died twice um, and it's back now, better than ever, but uh, I recorded a whole podcast and mixed it and I was 90% away from having it finished and uploaded and I decided to go for lunch and then it, it died. Crashed.
2: And it was a proper techie one as well, wasn't it? Was it was a
3: really, it was a, it was a four hour uh, job. <laughs>
2: So, that's lost forever.
3: <laughs> See you, forget about it. Um, this is going to be a short
2: mini-episode. It's a late-night one, we're, we're on a close, and we don't have uh, long left, but it is International Women's Day, and to celebrate that, we have the promised Anna Biller interview, where she's going to talk about her fantastic new film, The Love Witch, and about women's uh the perception of women's sexuality within films is
3: it yeah it's um it's a real hark back to uh the 60s and 70s kind of erotic films and um it's it looks absolutely gorgeous but it's got a whole new viewpoint instead of the male gaze you're getting uh, a female director giving you this and it is very witty very brilliant
2: Uh, and next week we've got a really special interview so subscribe and that will pop into your podcast inbox. Are we going to reveal that at the end? We will reveal that at the end, but let's talk about um, a film that we've both seen this week, which is Logan.
3: Yes, so the new Wolverine film uh, starring Hugh Jackman for the final time with Patrick Stewart. Um, And this film is a total break away from anything we've seen in an X-Men film before. Um, So in the film... You rather than a hundred different mutants making the script all convoluted and terrible. You are given Logan, Wolverine, Professor Xavier, and a new young uh, mutant who's uh, come out of the Weapon X program.
2: This is a proper character study on on uh, Logan, and it's and it's a real exploration of this of this really interesting and massively popular. Um, comic book character Mm. which and i I think a lot of fans although hugh jackman has done a phenomenal job with him um throughout the 17 years or so that he's been playing he's always
3: been great the films around him haven't
2: and but this is finally a film that not only does like hugh jackman justice but it also does the character of Mm. logan justice it it has a its own unique feel to it it's it's not necessarily a superhero film there's no suits in it it's mm. it's set in a the dusty outback
3: of mexico
2: yeah and it's kind of and it is and it's an adult film. I mean, it's only, it is only a 15, but there's gore and violence. But not
3: even, not even the gore and violence. There's a lot of that. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's just very mature. So this, um, Wolverine is tasked with looking after Professor Xavier, who's, Power set is uh, psychic yeah. tele- telekinesis, and his mind is going, he's getting Alzheimer's. And so Wolverine is tasked with looking after Professor Xavier um, as an elderly carer, and then he's also tasked with uh, like a sort of paternal relationship to this new mutant that's come along. And it's just um, these themes you just don't see. No. In, in, in superhero films if you take the superhero out of this film it's a brilliant film still yeah. like, it, it's just really exciting to see Wolverine pop out his claws and slice a guy's arm off <laughs>
2: what, what I love about it is, is that it's such a mature film it doesn't explain everything I think a lot of problems with like, superhero films is that there has to be so much exposition with stuff so with this there's this idea that there are no new mutants and then it doesn't really kind of say why there isn't no mutants. You just accept it. You just accept it. There's there's also something which, which has happened in the recent past to uh, Professor Xavier at, at a place that has, that has maybe traumatised him a bit. But again, doesn't go into any detail. And that is something which is wonderful about this film. And I think... Adult mature films do yeah. that. They don't they don't necessarily need to spell everything out for you.
3: And there's two central performances. So Professor Xavier's a non now, as he quite happily points mm. out, and he's belligerent. He's like he's just like an old man should be. Mm. Like you don't have this composed Xavier who is uh, regal and, and there to be a father figure to Wolverine. He's totally within Wolverine's care. He's swearing, which seems so alien. Mm. He's, he's not the Professor Xavier we know. But it's it's something that does happen to people. And it, like, wow, to actually see that coming out of it. And yeah, lo- lots and lots of praise for Patrick Stewart in his final outing as uh, yeah. Professor Xavier.
2: And this film
3: has heart. Oh. oh, oh, the heartstrings, oh. playing them like did, a harp. Did you? Did you cry? No, I don't really cry at films like you know? unless I'm on a plane. I
2: was close. Really? Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, uh, um, so our um, our friend uh, Lee is really into comics, yeah, and like yeah. for the for the first few minutes, uh, you, I looked across at him and he just had his mouth open and was like, oh, "This is brilliant." And then yeah. and his uh, we went with uh, his girlfriend as well and she was in floods of tears oh wow and and you see a lot of people coming out of Logan kind of yeah yeah. and and I think that's a testament to the the quality of the film
3: yeah well done Logan Um, so but now it's it's International Women's Day today I am going to try and get this podcast uh, totally edited and out there before midnight so we can get this out on International Women's Day but one of the most amazing uh, feminist uh, directors out there at the moment so we uh, Anna And we talk about, uh, in this interview, her new film, The Love Witch, which is coming out, but also her old film, Viva, which uh, I think I I expressly say you can get on Vimeo. Uh, and you can just rent it for about £2.50. Go and do it. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. It's unlike anything you've seen made. And it was made 10 years ago, and it still seems so fresh right now. Um, also, one thing to look out for in the interview, which I think's uh, really funny, she says at one point that she spent six months hooking a rug. I thought that just was like a metaphor for like spending a lot of time doing something, like. But no, it, for the film, because it took ten years to make, she actually hooked a rug for six months. <laughs> so, uh, Annabella, take it away. Tell us about the Love Witch.
0: who has a hard time finding true love so she uses felt and potions and her own uh, alluring ways to to, uh, attract men and it doesn't turn out so well for the men. (laughs) Um, It's shot in a kind of a retro vintage um, 50s, 60s text color style which I think is one of the main attractions of it for a lot of people because it's very um, beautiful as a shot on film and it has a lot of Saturated colors and a very, um, bewitching visual world. And, um, when I think of making a movie, that's the first thing I think of, is trying to make something that's as beautiful as those old movies. And so I try to create a, a world around the story.
1: After Jerry died, the cops wouldn't stop harassing me. They couldn't prove anything. They actually thought that I killed him. Anyways, San Francisco got to be a really bad trip after you left. That's when I remembered you had that extra apartment.
0: Oh yes, well I love the idea of creating bad women in films. I love all the noir films with all the really naughty femme fatales and getting revenge and all of that and it was, it was just so much fun to create a character like that and I think the actress just aces it she, she's very deadly in a very quiet way which, which I think it, it is, very, is very effective yeah. and she's very cold she's like a very cold witch and um, there's something scary just about her glance
3: yeah she, she looks terrifying I, w- I watched a little clip of her telling people to turn their phones off in the cinema and that was scary enough
0: yeah, she's scary, isn't she? You don't have to too hard. She's just really, she's great. She has a lot of presence. I'm the love
1: witch. I seduce men with my spells, my potions, my eyes, and my body. I love men. I crave the love of a man who's strong and handsome smart and kind. But there's one thing that I don't like about men, and about people in general. It's when people talk and text during a movie. Did you know that when you talk and text during a movie, you're interfering with the movie's energy? It's not attractive. It's anti-attractive. And it makes everyone dislike you, including me. So don't work against the magic. Work with the magic. And be sure to come and see the Love Witch coming soon to this theater.
0: Well, because like, I, I feel that women uh, are, are, are are have been persecuted uh, for their for their beauty and sexuality, and they've also been very much championed and put on pedestals and so that women are always kind of better and worse than men, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the experience of being a woman is very strange because of that, because of, because of, all, all, of all of the um, things that men are all constantly projecting onto you, which are mm-hmm. so insane. And so I thought the figure of a witch was an interesting figure to put all of that hysteria onto, the, all the projections and that who she really is inside, and kind of play with that inner and outer... Um, Think you know that women have an inner life, and then it goes the way that we look at them as objects, and and women even look at women as objects. Everybody kind of is hysterical about who women are yeah. and how
3: they look, Yeah, the um, like, like, you know. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Uh, the 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 films you, you've made. There, are, I guess there is a sort of um, voyeurism to them because there's lots of uh, amazingly racy outfits and um, and nudity. But then it's a re- it's a really almost cartoony take on how men treat
0: and view women take directly from Playboy magazines from 1972 and so I took the whole story and all of the visuals and everything directly from that magazine oh, wow. which is extremely cartoony and it's, it's kind of it's the way that the sexual revolution liked to portray women it was a new way of looking at women and I think we're all we're kind of almost still in that place mm. because there's a sense in which that whole sense of who women are is, is constructed socially it isn't who women really are it's just a, it's a kind of a game and that was the, the most intense time, the early 70s, uh, the, part of the sexual revolution when when there was there was so much um, strange culture being created around sexual women. There was a, kind of an attempt to sexualize all women. Yeah, no. So
3: it's,
0: kind of, it's kind of about that, and it's also it's sort of about, well, here's Playboy magazine from the other side. This is from the female point of view, what it's like to live in that world, which I don't think there was too much culture created around that in the early 70s. Like, what is a woman's point of view? And there were a few films. Um, it was like *Diary of the Mad Housewives, and there's a movie called Variety, and there are a few films written by women, some of them directed by women, that were, that were about um, being a woman, being in that time, living through that time, and how kind of difficult it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, men. You said we need to give them what they want. Well, what do men want? Just a pretty woman to love and to take care of them and to make them feel like a man and to give them total freedom and whatever they want to do or be. <laughs> but what about what we want? How are we going to be equals with men if we keep catering to all of their needs? I think that if you want love, you have to give love. Giving men sex is a way of unlocking their love potential. You sound as if you've been brainwashed by the patriarchy. Your whole self-worth is wrapped up in pleasing a man.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and so Viva wasn't really influenced too much by other films. I did take some of it from Camille 2000, um, directed by Piero Piccioni, who was one of the only people who made films about sex that were very equal opportunity about male pleasure and female pleasure, where the women were not objectified, but they were more treated as special and goddesses, but with their own desires. And so was a very unusual filmmaker. And also he, he had big budgets and big sets and beautiful um, cinematography. So he was very unusual because most of the sex films that were made uh, were very low budget, had terrible production values and had terrible views towards women. <laughs> mm. So he's the only one that I could find. So some of the Viva is a tribute um, to his films. what what was it like
3: um, making uh, The Love Witch with a a bigger budget I I feel like uh, you're the kind of director that can do something with very little but what was it like actually having a a bit of money behind you well it was it wasn't that
0: much more
3: money to tell you the truth oh right
0: it looks it it looks it well we got the you know, we were able to pay for locations. That's a big part of it. If you get, you know, locations are a big part of what your movie looks like. And I got a little bit more help um, with putting it together so that we were able to do more. Um, we had one really expensive location for Viva. That was the castle. and I I just realized when I did that that was so much more expensive to shoot that one scene but I realized that it was visually worth it Mm. so we we put into the budget to get to get some really nice locations Um, and it was a better crew you know there were just things that were better
3: so do you think we'll get um, another film from you uh, within the the decade or do you think we'll be waiting another (laughs) decade for this one yeah I've
0: never Again, spending years and years and years. That was awful. I, I, I'm 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 trying to write now in a simpler way so that um, not so many very particular visuals have to happen. <laughs> it, 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 you can spend the money to get nice locations, but not so that they have to be so specifically dressed, so they take takes so along, or or maybe a little bit more of a budget to um, have more help in the design so that it doesn't take so (laughs) work but I'm not going to be you know spending six months hooking a rug
3: anymore I think I'm I'm done with that oh well Anna thank you so much for talking to me I won't take any more of your time Um, I really appreciate it and uh, I I just want to tell everyone who's listening that they need to go and see your new film and they should go back onto Vimeo and you can rent and buy uh, your old films and short films on there that's
0: right thank you so much it was lovely talking to you yeah Yeah, really nice
3: to
2: meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Annabella. That was fantastic, especially talking to her all the way from Mm -hmm. LA.
3: Yeah, wow. Thank you for that, Ella.
2: Check her film out. You can see it on Tuesday afternoon for Discover Tuesday, which is always on at six o'clock, and on Thursday night, and you will not be disappointed now we have a, another film with a strong central female character again with our special international women's day and it is L starring the oscar nominated isabel uh,
3: beautifully pronounced. Thank Alex. You. Um, yes. So uh, L is directed by Paul Verhoeven and starring Isabelle Foubert, Oscar nominated. Well, for her performance. Um, Paul Verhoeven uh, is known for doing Robocop, uh, Total Recall, um, Starship Troopers. Very different direction in very this different. film. So uh, this is set in Paris. Sorry, as and the central lead, which is Michelle, the character, uh, is this strong uh, businesswoman who uh, runs a computer games company. Now, in the very initial start of the film, she uh, opens her her doors one day to let her cat back in, and she's uh, raped by a masked gentleman. And so the rest of the film plays out in this kind of cat and mouse of her trying to find out who did Mm -hmm. this to her. Um, At the same time, she is also not the most um, sympathetic of characters. She's cheating on her, on, with her friend's husband. She's uh, n- unpleasant to her ex-husband. She crashes her car into his. And um, she's not very supportive of her son's admittedly terrible wife. Really <laughs> horrible. Um, and so it's a really conflicting film. But so engaging. You can't help but watch. And, I don't know, Isabel Haber's... I am almost gutted that Emma Stone won the Oscar for the film. When you see, like, a, a film that is just—I just... I mean,
2: is- Isabelle Hubert is like terrific. This this film kind of looks a bit like a feel for like a like a Michael Haneke film. Definitely,
3: yeah. Right? And so
2: I mean, if you if you like um, cachet and Funny Games and, mm. and and like the Haneke thing and that kind of—it's it's more it's like um, mainstream art house French cinema. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. And, no, it and, is. With and that kind and of
2: thriller I've, to it.
3: I've got to say, don't be thinking um, that this film is a hard watch. That at times, it, it sounds strange to say it does. That it's actually very humorous, this film. Um, the The lead character, Michelle, is trying to hunt this person down and she doesn't want to... She doesn't want to go to the police because of uh, something that's happened in her past with her family. Um, but this is, yeah, it's not a hard watch. Okay. It's just so engaging and brilliant. Definitely a hard one to talk about. Um, so,
2: films to watch this week. Um, the Love, Love Witch, L. Logan. Kong Island. if you really want to. We can talk about that later.
3: I am looking forward to it, though
2: yeah it's, wanna, it's currently playing now as a special preview
3: i haven't seen a creature feature for a long time
2: creature feature <laughs> on on that let us um sign off another big shout out to alistair savage who do, does our fantastic intro and outro and the little jingles in between music he's yeah. a good one
3: yeah he's got he's got uh some music on his soundcloud at the moment like a whole album's worth and it's great uh, go out and listen to it Uh thank you Alec Alistair and Alex for talking with me today <laughs> thank you Michael for talking with me <laughs> goodbye bye you've bye. been
1: listening to films
0: <laughs> and, Wasn't and well I yes. like it the Big Blanket Podcast